are the Rational Feminists and welcome to Grow Some Ovaries. I am Lara Smith and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Bethan Mitchell and Harriet Bacon. Hiya. Hey. Um, last month we talked around diets and the new you for the new year. Um, so now we've found our new body and we're looking fantastic. This month we're talking about love and finding the right man. <laughs> And on that note, we thought we'd do a little bit of an intro around Valentine's Day, which everyone I'm sure is aware of within February, February 14th, etched into our minds. <laughs> um, although I didn't get any cards or flowers, so... <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> Maybe this is a, a, a symptom we need to be more yeah. loving, clearly, to get those, deserve or, those flowers. Or, or maybe we just need to buy them. Yeah. For them. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they want flowers and yeah. chocolate. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So... Valentine's is actually quite an interesting story. Would you would you like to hear the story of Saint Valentine? We would love to yes, hear please. the story, Larry. Um, so it was in I don't even know what century, Long BC. Time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A- A- it's AD. AD. It was AD. Yeah, it was AD. <laughs> a long time Christ, ago, in the Roman rest. emperor, um, it was a uh, emperor Claudius, I believe, um, and he was cracking down on the Christians, persecuting them, and Valentine was a Christian priest who. Um, the Emperor Claudius had banned men from marrying women um, based on the fact that um, they believed that soldiers who were married wouldn't do as good a job because they were worried about their wives and children, so they weren't allowed to marry. So Valentine didn't agree with this, and so he came up with the idea of kind of secretly marrying couples in the Christian church, and so he secretly married a lot of couples. For this crime, he was eventually caught tortured and, and killed um, by Emperor Claudius, or his men, not actually Emperor Claudius. Um, and his last words to his loved ones were from your Valentine. And that's where we get today um, from your Valentine and Valentine's cards, etc. So it's actually a really sweet story. Well, not a sweet story. That sounds wrong. It's actually a really interesting story about, you know, in the fa- in the face of... Adversity. Adversity. Yeah. You know, they're still finding... Religious persecution. Religious persecution, that that opportunity to declare Although your love. It yeah. is also slightly creepy that we use the, the last words of a martyred <laughs> saint to tell each other that we fancy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but I mean, it's a purpose, but I feel like it would mean more to maybe priests and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a really interesting story, and you can see where Valentine's come from, but... It's not what Valentine means today. Today, yeah, exactly. You it's don't think, oh, a... I'm really, you know, I am telling someone I love them despite, despite everything. Yeah. That that is going to be my worst thing that day is, you know what, despite persecution, despite any of the troubles that you might have in your life, I'm going to tell you today that I love you because of that story. Yeah, I'm not That's marrying not... you illegally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, despite the law of the land. So it yeah. is like a nice of kind of everlasting love but that's not what valentine's day means what what is valentine's today what does it mean to you then um i'm fairly critical of valentine's day i think um it's been commercialized a lot over the years um very much by the card companies now more and more about you know buying this sort of experience um i think there was recently a virgin's training thing which was like get your love um life back on track (laughs) <laughs> uh, and it's sort of very dubious pun and there was like they offered like free tickets for 26 people or something to go on their train um so i think it's very commercialized and actually really why don't you sort of just tell the person you love 
or you're in a relationship with more often rather than just have a prescribed day once a year to say that you buy them flowers why don't you buy them flowers more often um so yeah what is valentine's day about now sort of i think it's quite fake saying i'm just showing that i'm still in a relationship with you and if i don't do this you might be mad at me yeah and i think that's really quite false but that's a very critical view of it and to be fair my husband did buy me flowers on valentine's day and now i'm feeling bad because he asked me whether i'd bought him flowers and i had not so i am <laughs> lacking in the romance department but i guess the the story which is a completely fair thing the, to ask yeah me. the story is about un, unconditional love right that's yeah. well that's where what the story has come to mean whether you know saint valentine back in the day was thinking that when he was writing his letter he probably mm. didn't realize he was you know gonna become a, a martha but um it's about unrequited love so why should it then turn into Couples. a man yeah. saying to a woman, I love you, I'm going to buy you a present because mm. I love you so much. Yeah. The average cost of Valentine's Day um, currently, I believe, for a guy is £75 and for a woman is £30. Oh my God. I think. I'll have to back that up. I thought you were going to say like three quid for a nice card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is, is that is that providing she goes Dutch on the bill? I don't know. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like a, a nice evening meal yeah. or a... Because nothing, nothing is set up for the woman to buy, like unless you're unless you could buy partner, flowers though. Unless your partner likes flowers, he's probably been like, "Oh, why'd you get me these?" Whenever I buy Bobby flowers, he's always like, "These are few, really, aren't they?" <laughs> well, apparently, my, uh, my husband went into the the flower shop and they were only selling sort of red roses, and he was like, "I don't really want to buy red roses," <laughs> so I had to buy these sort of. <laughs> no, but they're really nice, actually, sort of violets oh, to go in the house. <laughs> Oh, I like violets. But yeah, why are roses a thing? Person. I don't know why they're a thing for Valentine's Day. Or for yeah. love in general, I don't know. But it, Yeah, it's an odd one. I don't know where that stemmed from. Stem, eh? Yeah, I love eh. it. <laughs> I thought it was because they used to be really expensive, mm. red yeah. roses. That also, was, they're... Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. It's status. status. But so why is it that men have to buy... Well, it's more on the man, I would say... To, to buy the flowers or yeah. to, to you know because when has ever really a woman bought flowers for a man that's that's not really a situation you'd ever really see because flowers are seen as feminine yeah but I guess presents I guess people yeah. do exchange presents these days that's on true Valentine's yeah. Day. actually yeah me and Bobby did actually used to but yeah. I think it was more because our um, our anniversary is like the week after so to make like, excuses now let's but, just yeah. let's just do both in one I think once you get into a certain position I don't know actually I think it's each to their own if you want to yeah buy into it then both of you should buy into it yeah but if you don't want to buy into yeah. it it is really nice to it. receive flowers. I would never expect something but it shouldn't necessarily be on without, Valentine's Day no. yeah I would never expect anything from him unless I was also getting something for him I'd yeah, find it, it was, really weird unless it was just a, because Spare I the guess moment. what yeah. it would mean more if Dan bought me flowers in I don't June. know May yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, just because I love you. I'd be like, oh, whereas if he bought me I was thinking Valentine's about you when I was like, going past the flower yeah. shop. Yeah. It would just be, well, you did it because mm. everyone's telling you you should. Yeah. So it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But then a lot of people do put stock in Valentine's Day, so maybe we should talk about. You know, a lot of couples, and, and a lot of women do as well, think that, you know, because I guess if, you, if your guy doesn't remember Valentine's or doesn't buy you something for Valentine's and you, and you expect, expect it. it, then that's actually a big letdown. Yes, yeah. it's each to their own. Yeah. But people do make an effort to do something, like go out or something like that, even if they're not doing yeah. it one-sided, which is nice, but it just means it's really hard to book anywhere on Valentine's weekend, mm. which is irritating. So why don't you just do it another weekend? That's the question, I exactly. guess. Exactly. What makes it so special? 
And is it a feminist issue? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We just wanted to start off with yeah. Valentine's Day. I guess the feminist issue would be why why is it always that men are expected to buy the flowers? Yeah. <laughs> we we should be the presents a lot of the time. We're they not are expected, expected to do yeah. anything on Valentine's Day. But like, no one would that? ask me, have you got a card for Dan? Whereas yeah. Dan might be like, his colleagues might ask him, oh, so have you bought your missus flowers? Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to be in trouble. And why is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, or it'll be, um, are you treating... Are you treating your girlfriend this weekend? Yeah. Or so really, the men need got planned for you. Yeah. Men need to rise up and say no. Our girlfriends need to show us that they love us as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like where that's are what my I would say. Yeah. yeah. That's what they need to say. Yeah. Well, now we've sorted Valentine's. Yeah. <laughs> next one. So we've got a standard agenda, and our next agenda item is in the news. So we've got quite a few things to discuss um, this month. But I think the first thing is Harriet. I think you've you've had a few. Um, Thoughts about what's been in the news recently. Yes. This is February 2017. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in February, we had um, the Grammys. Mm. So, um, the winner of, I think it was the best album, um, was Adele. Yeah. Fine, probably. Not yeah. heard it, I mean, she's honest. great. I've seen her in concert. Fantastic. All right. Good singer. <laughs> it's no biggie, but... Yeah. <laughs> Good singer, writes her own songs. Cool. And it seems like a nice woman. Um, so when she won, she said, I don't think I deserve this. I think this should have gone to Beyonce. And she sort of dedicated her award to Beyonce and saying, saying to her, you have um, empowered me... Your music has empowered me, my friends, and particularly my black friends to be more confident in themselves as women. And that's a really important thing. And I dedicate this to you because I feel like you should have won this. Um, And I think that's a really positive thing to have. We often have all of these things in the media, especially surrounding women artists, where there's a sort of competition between them. And this is a really nice demonstration of how um, artists can respect and appreciate one another without being self-interested at the same time. Um, it also demonstrates the sort of um, intersectionality of feminism where it's it's not about raising women to the top against all others. Mm. It's about helping women who have been adversely affected by other issues, in this case, racism. So what she brought up was that the issue with um, Lemonade, which is Beyonce's album, was that it was seen as somehow not relatable to the wider audience because it was seen as being aimed at black people specifically, which is which is strange mm. because... Music is for everyone. It's it's for everyone to enjoy, and it's really bizarre to sort of partition it off like that. It's funny, isn't it? Because there was all those um, satirical things around. I don't know if it was when Lemonade came out, but it was that Scooby video about Beyonce's black. What did you see that video? They no. did loads of like people who really like Beyonce, like, obviously, um, that, uh, just as a joke, and it was like. I can't believe it. I never realised Beyonce was black and it was just taking the piss out of the fact that people were suddenly realising that actually she's, you know, it's not just... She was raising issues of race within the the album and I've not heard it all, to be honest, but there are definite sort of protest songs in there Um, and it is is strange that it's respected by so many to be the best album and didn't win and it's strange that even the winner thought that Lemonade should have won. But it was just really nice to see it acknowledged. And somebody wrote in The Guardian um, that Adele's tribute to Beyonce is a frank admission of privilege, and I salute it. I think that's what it is. It's acknowledging when you are privileged in a position 
and you've been privileged by something like your gender or your race or your class or something like that, it's really nice to see that. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's what it's about, like building, helping. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a feminist issue. It's a feminist response. Yeah, Yeah, it's really it's nice to see. That's a positive news story. Yeah, so that's my positive news. (laughs) (laughs) On to the not so positive. Yeah, that's your say, Harry. As you'd expect in twenty seventeen with Trump and. Trump, Theresa May, Theresa May, Putin, potentially a French Jones. president who's going to be alt right. No, <laughs> we're going to get Le Pen. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is the whole like women in power thing. <laughs> women yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but by a virtue, but by, by a, virtue of democracy, we have to respect women in power. We can't. Yeah, no, but it's women. not by virtue of being women. Doesn't a woman doesn't mean they're the best at the job? That's not exactly. What saying. Yeah. But the thing is, Theresa people... May is a woman. Doesn't mean she's. Um, progressing women's issues no true no, the exactly. fact that she got there means that we're getting somewhere I yeah, would say in some parts of society yeah. yes <laughs> agreed whether you can be a very caring woman and be of your own I just find it frustrating that it's, there, it's all of the right wing women that seem to get places and then yeah, the yeah because they're acting like, like men, men. <laughs> exactly anyway <laughs> so Putin has approved a legal change that decriminalises some domestic violence in Russia. Which domestic violence does he decriminalise? So basically, it's not necessarily being decriminalised completely. What it's doing is um, it's making moderate, in inverted commas, um, violence within families an administrative offence rather than a criminal one. So you just get a slap on the hand and and a fine. So it's beatings of spouses or children that result in bruising or bleeding, but not broken bones. Because, you know, guys, we're not monsters. <laughs> are punishable by 15 days in prison. 15 days. Just over a fortnight. Or a fine. And what was it before? It was a criminal offence, so it was It like... was a maximum jail sentence of two years. I mean, not still not a massive jail sentence, but a jail sentence of yeah. up to two years. This is in a country where, it says on here, this is a... Coming from the Guardian, one woman dies every forty minutes from domestic violence. If I'm honest, if I was to hit, hit a guy so hard or kick beat someone so hard that they break their ribs, ribs, I would expect a jail sentence. Yes, but if you don't break their ribs, but and if it was just my husband, bleeding great. or bruised, then it's, it's fine. But no, no, you've got yeah, to hit exactly. someone. You've got to hit someone hard for it to even bruise. Yeah, to, honest, to break someone's ribs, surely you need some sort of other implement to bruise and to bleed like that. Why is it okay if it's someone that you're married to or that you're related to? Yeah. That makes no difference, surely. To include children as well. Like, I know domestic violence is, is terrible, um, a terrible infliction on women, but to include children in that is is so bizarre to say you can you can beat your children to bruises it's and just, bleeding. It's just making women's... Well, okay, so it does say domestic abuse, so it could relate to men, but let's... So, for example, if I was to beat yeah. my husband so it's just, to... But, but as we know, most domestic violence happens against women. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. yeah. So if we take disproportionately so. Yeah, disproportionately so. So if we take that as a starting point, so therefore this law it disproportionately affects women. Yeah. Affects women. And if we had true equality, then violence against men would be treated just as equally mm-hmm. by a woman. As in, if if a man was attacked by yeah. a woman, it would be treated. Then you've got the whole power. It's not other men. It would be that. Yeah. So if you start that, then then essentially this is reducing women's lives to less than a man's right yeah or it's less because it's less if, important if a man was to assault someone outside of a pub to, to punch him so they were unconscious but didn't break anything yeah then they would probably get a longer yeah sentence because it wasn't domestic basically domestic, yeah. the reason that um 
the Putin thing is so um, important in terms of um, the English-speaking Western world. Obviously, we sort of ignore Russia as a sort of awkward <laughs> thing that we try not to think about because it's terrible, you know, the homophobia is mm. awful, the sort of sexism is awful, but actually it does have a very real impact on um, America, specifically at the moment with Trump. Yeah. But it essentially sends a signal um, as well, for example, to the US, where he has what we can only assume is influence... Yeah, on at the pres- very least. President Trump. But then you happened. think about what's happened with President Trump and the misogyny that he's displayed, in, you know, in terms of... Grabbing by the pussy. Yeah, and he's and got also, court yeah, cases against him his, for um, sexual assault. He was accused of um, raping and beating his wife and settled out of court. At the time, though, his... Um, or not at the time, but at the time of him um, announcing that he wanted to run for the presidency, his media... Um, I think it was his media official said um, it wasn't illegal at the time to rape your wife. As if, for one thing, that would that be... Makes it okay. That would be Just a right. it's not in law doesn't mean that it's Yeah, it's right. and, and retrospectively thinking, oh, it wasn't illegal at the time. You could say that about slavery and still be like, well, it's still wrong, innit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, still don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, it was also factually inaccurate because it was illegal at the time and it was, you know... Mm. Yeah, but it did settle out of court. There's no way of proving either way. Yeah, and that's a, that's a worrying thing, I guess, that all of this is... It feels like in the last year or so we're all, we're just stay, taking a step back, and that's when mm. it's more important to to be, mm. to be mm. exactly like proactive, yeah. positive changes. Mm. Yeah, it's just depressing about Russia, though. I know, for yeah. women as well, like you know. I mean, it's it, it must it's be difficult really to report anyway, and then now it's not. Yeah. Get much for it, and... but for every every forty minutes, was it? Yeah, yeah. that's terrible. Right, onto next, a, the next section. Bucket. Yes. Or is it? So, next section is a tampon or tampoff. Blimey. So, I think both myself and Larry have a rant. Or, oh, you know, a tampon or tampoff. I've got, well, what I believe to be a tampon. First. Is tampon the one where we say it's... Weird yeah, weird yeah. I think mine's controversial, to be honest. Mm. Mine's less so. So, we've read in the news recently, in the last couple of weeks... Very good article by Laura Bates in the Guardian, which brought my attention to it. Is there was an engineering Barbie out? Oh, yeah, great which is great, news. great for sort of stereotyping and women in engineering. For a woman engineer, quite. Looked at the photo and I'm looking at the photo right now. Essentially, Barbie is in a lab coat. Fine, good, good stuff. Mini skirt, fine, and heels. You wouldn't wear that in a lab. Not gonna lie, health and safety. <laughs> First error. Second, probably the larger error, is what you can build within the sort of Barbie engineer set, which is a pink washing machine and a pink movable. So it's got some moving parts there. Interesting engineering challenge. But it's a a movable clothes hanger slash wardrobe is all I can describe it as. Um, It's a bit like those... um... Uh, things in uh, dry cleaners. Yeah, it essentially looks yeah, like Barbie is, is working in a dry cleaners. Yeah, but she's holding a microscope. Obviously, yeah, very which useful. Makes no sense. Yeah, I makes don't no understand sense. why. Oh, she's got uh, so that's essentially my rant: is that why, 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 <laughs> why is that all she can build? It's ridiculous. Why, why are we assuming that women are only interested in washing machines and clothes hangers, and that would that that is the only thing that would attract why women to be, be a, to, a for a Barbie and engineer? A car, any other number of gender-neutral, really interesting items. And it's similar to the, I think, Barbie released recently, or in 2010, a book called uh, Computer Engineer. 
or something. Yeah. I can be a computer yeah. engineer, and essentially that came out of London. A great, again, a great premise, but but in the book, um, she just she, she ruined everything. She crashed. Yeah, she crashes the laptops, and and the boys say. The boys in the book say, "Step aside, Barbie. You've broken enough now." <laughs> she and then Barbie, yeah, she's uh, she's not she's not a computer engineer. She's like the dumb blonde. Yeah, mm. and she's having to go and get the computer engineers to sort it out. Yeah, her. who are male? Who are men? What's what's the point in that? So essentially, I'm just really annoyed about because why why can't we just have a a toy? But <clears throat> to be fair, within this article, it references um, really good toys for engineering girls. For girls who want to be engineers, or just not really even girls who want to be engineers, or girls who just want to play around with stuff which isn't pink. Um, oh, I can't see it here, but essentially these really cool, this really cool advert for um, sort of Lego-like things where you can just build anything, but it's got like connections in it, so you can make motors and fans that spin, and you can make really cool doll houses and everything, which is all like engineering, um, but isn't necessarily like based around domestic chores. Yeah. I just don't understand how in 2016 they can get it so wrong. So right, but yet so wrong. I don't get how they even got that through. Yeah. I like what, in, what, what, in what universe is well, it? No, okay? because if you think, insta- yeah. when you're looking at, okay, let, we're in engineering, let's try and get girls into engineering. What you look about, a lot of ideas are sort of, okay, well, let's try and, uh, you know, advertise to girls the engineering behind stuff that they're interested in. So things like, there's a lot of projects which are good about like okay how do you design a sports bra because that's all engineering that's which is interesting yeah. so it's sort of along that line but then you sort of start going right right yeah because girls yeah, but at, at this level it's not they're not saying how do, how do you design a hairdryer they're doing it's a toy and Barbie and then you're not creating a washing machine or a clothes yeah you're creating you? a kitchen to be trapped in <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's not even it's Where not even places. like they've they've not even picked items that girls that they perceive that girls are interested in because no one's interested in washing machines unless you are a washing machine maker they're not (laughs) it's not like oh a washing like you don't get excited about you don't be like oh i wonder how that works like potentially a sports bra you might be like oh this is going around booth i wonder wonder why it supports it so well i could i could even maybe understand more if they were like oh let's see whether they want to know how straighteners work or like a computer or something like that 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 people use a lot. And also, why is Barbie wearing heels? Like, that's just... Like, you have safety boots. Yeah. And like, why don't you make those cool? Make, like, girls aspire to, like, wear cool, essentially safety boots, hiking boots, and a cool outfit with, like, shorts and a top. I don't know. Yeah. It's actually really dated when you look at how people dress yeah. these days. So much more is, like, cool that's not necessarily too gendered. Yeah. Yeah. It's and really strange they've kept that model. And essentially, they've realised that this is a really serious issue, so only um, 9% of engineers are women, um, which is obviously not great. <laughs> so, yeah, 9% of the engineering workforce is, is female, and this is from the Women um, and Engineering Society, WES. Um, and the UK has the lowest potential of female engineering professionals in Europe. Um, so places like Latvia, Bulgaria and Cyprus have, like, nearly 30% of their workforce, engineering workforce, is uh, female, we have less than 10%, so less than one in 10. That's absolutely horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even undergraduates, so they're saying basically 16% of engineering technology graduates are female, and then obviously less, less of those then go on into the workforce. Um, what's key here as well, the portion of young women studying engineering physics has remained virtually static since 2012. So essentially, we're not increasing it at the moment. And if you think this actually used to happen um, in the medical industry, 
queer thought that only men could be doctors, and that changed about 50 years ago, and now we have loads and loads of female doctors. I don't see why that shouldn't happen with engineering. Um, but there's just still a huge stereotype about mechanics, um, what an engineer is, essentially, yeah. what an engineer can do. But if you think engineering can change people's lives, and a lot of women... Well, that's, again, a stereotype, but saying that women are more caring, caring about the impact on people's lives. But if that's what you know the stereotype is, then why isn't there more in engineering when we can do a huge amount for people within that field. Um, I guess the other thing that would contribute to this tampon, tampoff is, uh, so I belong to like a woman in engineering group within my company, um, and some of the stock answers I get when I say that, and for example, it's on our company website, you know, the woman in engineering, and a lot of guys were like, oh, what about the men in engineering group? And that just really, really irritates me because often at the time you don't you don't have a response. But I've been thinking about it recently because you know I want equality for men and women. So you know if there's women in engineering, surely there should be a men in engineering. But my response, I would say, based on these statistics as well, is if you're in a men in engineering group, what would it want to achieve? Why are you forming it? Are you forming it just because you you feel that women are threatening your place in society, or are you forming it because you want to increase the amount of men taking up engineering? So that's obviously not a problem. Because that's not a problem, whereas clearly women in engineering, we want to increase the potential of women in engineering professions because that's clearly shown in research that it improves your business. Um, yeah, diversity is good. It's yeah, exactly. You get different ideas, different viewpoints of things. Um, and that's why the my company sort of funds some of the women in engineering activities because they can see that in the future it will improve their workforce. So 90%. when someone says to me, what about men in engineering? Okay, fine. Well... 90% of the UK workforce is male in engineering. So what are you going to do? What you Create more football clubs, which there already are. Fine. Network a little bit more with men. Right, yeah, there's loads of opportunities to do that already. So what, what, what difference are you trying to possibly make? Just, just because you feel threatened or feel like there's some sort of equality is being threatened because I'm trying to get more females into engineering. You're an idiot. Basically. That's what I'll say next time. What what would you achieve with a man men in engineering apart from trying to say like it's like having it's like people complaining about the women's inequalities select committee in Parliament oh why why, why do women why do women get their own their own committee well no it's it, a it's about equality and b have you seen how many men are in Parliament surely they can make a difference for men yeah exactly <sighs> so tampon or tampon <laughs> uh, I think tampon for that one yeah Definitely. tampon I mean. I don't really understand engineering Barbie. It looks like they've just put scientist Barbie and surrounded her with pink appliances. <laughs> yeah. And heels. Yeah, I mean, I don't Why understand... do all scientists, as well, depicted in the media... Yeah, I... Why are all engineers or scientists who are female great depicted in the media ugly or wear glasses or... Yeah. Well, I was going to say the other way, or when they're depicted in films, that it's always, you've got to be... If you're, if you're a smart female in a film, you also have to be attractive. Like, that's the pinnacle of female attributes isn't it yeah otherwise it's kind of the joke that you're not yeah exactly you're the butt of the joke i believe larry you have also a tampon tampoff which may be a bit more controversial since i think we're all in in agreement on that one (laughs) yeah no it's more of a comment piece i would say no it's more around so i read an article around um that how women will never be equal in the workplace if they're not equal at home and the whole article was around women don't you it's okay to drop the ball basically so it was around how it's something like, and I'm going to get the statistics wrong, but 60% of women now are the main breadwinners for their households. I don't know whether that includes married or un- and unmarried, but essentially women are 
becoming either half or, or you know the majority of the workforce who, who are the breadwinners um but still they will still be the most the the partner in that relationship who are most likely to cook the food prep all the kids like school stuff go like help them get to bed all of that stuff do all the housework and so that would still be the woman yeah yeah so the article was about so as long as children come home from school and see their dad relaxing, watching TV, reading the paper, reading a book, and their mum preparing dinner, even though they've both been to work, and then putting dinner on the table, then actually women are never going to be truly equal at work or at home, because at home they're still having to pick up all of these additional tasks, and therefore it's just going to be more difficult, and also you still get this ingrained society view that actually women are the ones who should keep the house clean and women are the ones who should do all the cooking which I absolutely agree with right I do think that's that point of view that that point is probably valid right the problem I have (laughs) is that the article is then going on to say so you know so if you're so it's, it's also been proven that men do purposely men or women but basically if you're bad at a task and you don't want to do it again no, if you have a task that you don't want to do again, they will do like what the washing up badly, and then the woman will just do it again, and then won't ask them again. That's been apparently proven that that does happen, um, and therefore the whole article is right. Just women, it's okay for you to drop the ball. It's okay for you not to cook dinner every night. It's okay for you to get a takeaway if you if you can't be bothered. It's okay for you to, you know, if a if your partner and we're talking about male and female relationships here, like solely. So it's not about. That's that's what the focus of the article is on. It's on male, female. Mm. Um, it's okay for your partner to, if your partner does a job badly, don't pick it up. Don't don't just do it for them because that's the only way you're going to get equality. And my issue is like, who are these people who are coming in from work, and if they're if they've had a particularly stressful day and their partner hasn't, who are these people who are just saying, yeah, it's all right for you to sit on the sofa and have TV. I'm going to do all the kids stuff. I'm going to cook the dinner. Who who is who is doing that in this day and age? Mm. Like who is allowing themselves to be like actually yeah no I am going to work full time now but actually I can't get the best of both worlds because even because I'm a woman I therefore have to still do all the housework still get the dinner on the table at six six p.m. or seven p.m. and I still have to do all of this stuff. Who does that now? Surely you know it was just so patronising. It's like why why would you not? just be equal because you're in an equal partnership so you it ebbs and flows you know like it's if you're stressed you know why why is that it's quite a dated view isn't it yeah but then i on the other hand i do kind of get like offhand comments and things like that obviously do support a view where society probably would judge a woman more say if the house was untidy compared to a man Yeah, yeah so even if it's both of you living in the house if the house is untidy, the person coming around to the house might subconsciously not, you know, judge the woman more because it's perceived as her duty to keep the house clean. Yeah, and I would say actually that probably is the case. I probably feel more pressure on it, yeah. even though I'm not the one that does the majority of the cleaning. Mm. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that the article was probably spot on, but it just annoyed me because I was like, actually, I don't... Like, it doesn't <coughs> apply to me, I guess. It doesn't apply to to my relationship. <coughs> doesn't apply to any of us. Because it's so yeah, equal. But, but, and also it doesn't really apply to modern... Yeah. And also, and it's like, a lot and, of people, and who, people would, say, who would want you to don't get... Drop the, don't, you know, just drop the ball, ladies. It's okay. It's like, yeah, I know it's okay. Because yeah. Most people know it's okay Because I, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be 100% doing the housework because why the fuck would I? Yeah. Yeah. 
there's there's a perfectly capable human being, you know, who lives with me who can do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's team effort. Yeah, dropping the ball implies that you should be holding it. Yeah. That's bullshit. So yeah, I mean, the article was, was... I kind of got the, the premise Get of the it. Get the intentions. But I was like, in this day and age, who is who who are these people? Mm. Who are well, write in, if you yeah. are. Yeah, tell us. We'd like to know. Yeah. And, and why? No, whether you feel pressure to put dinner on the table all the, all the time. I don't, I don't think... I mean, I've heard, I've heard it from, like, other people's friends or, like, three people that have said, oh, it, it's really nice that you both cook or something, or it's... It's really nice mm. that you like share the cooking. It's like, well, of course we do because we both like cooking, and otherwise. Can you imagine though? Can you imagine it? going home and having someone cook your dinner every day? I would feel Can so guilty. Can you imagine guilty. that though? Yeah, that'd be. Like we've got it where if somebody cooks, the other person washes up. So it's like in the evening you have to do at least one job. Mm. You can imagine someone does everything in the kitchen. Yeah. It's true as well with like cleaning. I think often it happens where it's basically the person who has the highest standards who does more of the yeah. cleaning. Whereas it's like, I would say, whereas so maybe previously that was that often that was the woman. I don't know but why I that would be though. That's true though. I well, I mean it's true for me and you at least. Yeah. But but it's just the disparity. I don't. What makes you sort of go around and start making sure the house is tidy? Although I would feel a lot of pressure if I was having visitors coming around that maybe I wasn't so like, really good friends with, I'd feel really a lot of pressure to be like, okay, I need to make sure the house looks nice because I know they're going to judge me. Yeah. I do feel the worry, like, when people come round, but it never has, it's never prompted me to do anything about it and Bobby does clean up before people come round. Yeah, I, I would go round and tidy up. Yeah, but it's not like you live in, like, normally your house is tidy. Yeah, and yeah we don't live in squalor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like... I don't know. But, no, I agree. I think it's a really interesting point to say who would get judged more... If your house or your kids weren't dressed and had shit all over their face, and <laughs> <laughs> if their clothes all were ironed, might be a better yeah yeah. It's children's clothes. Well, you know, I had a rip in their clothes you and stuff. Iron Some clothes. people coming around, potential maybe children. an older. I mean, none of us have kids, so I don't know what they. Okay, I iron my clothes. <laughs> an older generation would potentially say, "Why haven't you done that?" And, and that would be yeah. be aimed at the woman. I'd say ran, ran to them. Tampon. Tampon. <laughs> ran to them, ran to them. Yeah, I don't know. It's Tampon. a weird one because I agreed with the article, but then I was kind of like... Is I it patronising to, to women to say that yeah, it's okay to drop so. the ball because of everyone... What is, why it are you seems holding that the you're ball? the one that's holding well, also, the ball. Also, stop telling me how to run my relationship yeah. because if I'm honest, if a woman is prepared to do that, then, More then do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Because actually, it's within her power to not awesome. do it. And yeah. if the bloke's going to leave because of it, then actually... Yeah, no, exactly. It's up to so I just don't get it. Also, I don't get, like, it's yeah. what also, you do is your choice. So, fair enough if you want to do all of that and if you're okay with it. But yeah. this article is, like, basically saying they shouldn't be okay with it. And if they're not okay with it, they're not saying it. But then, and that's yeah, the problem. If they're, yeah. if they're not okay with it, the first thing you do is have a conversation. Why are you trying to manipulate your partner... Yeah, Into, by making them do some, yeah, yeah, like, if you don't tell him he's done his shit, how's he going to know to do it better? If you just do it for him instead. That, mm. yeah. That's but what I think it's more anything. of that. So it's like, if you are prepared, if that's what you want to do... Yeah, that's fine, but... Absolutely. Just, and if that works for your relationship, absolutely. I mean, No, that you're making it worse for yourself if that's what you're upset about in the first yeah. place. C- communication is so important. I don't understand why it's not the first thing people leap to. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. Yeah, tampon. <laughs> 
Lovely. We need somewhere we have temp off. <laughs> I know, yeah. Someone needs to get like really anal about something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe anal. Too yeah, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> Next topic. Uh, you should be bothered. What should we be bothered about? That's it. The female orgasm. <laughs> so, we should be bothered that there's less research and um, understanding around female reproduction reproductive organs all exactly. of that kind of stuff because we're in the, the month of february the month of love and our theme worth this raising month. is love so i guess what i wanted to talk about was around not necessarily female orgasms <laughs> but just in general around the lack of female education around like sex reproductive organs your own body so i recently read um an article that said in a survey of women between 16 and 25 half of them couldn't find um the vagina on a medical diagram and (laughs) although we don't know what the medical diagram was and i have not tested myself so that yeah okay but 50 percent still on a medical (laughs) diagram which i imagine one and a half out of three of us (laughs) yeah which i imagine just has your ovaries that and yeah. For those who can't see, Larry's just displaying <laughs> in the air a diagram of a womb. Yeah, your womb, then your vagina. Although we cannot assume that you know where that is. <laughs> it's not on your head, ladies. <laughs> it's not wandering around And then around a your test body. of university <laughs> age. <laughs> a test of university age women didn't fare that much better with um, a third being unable to find the clitoris on a diagram, which I do think is more difficult. I don't know if I'd be able to find the clitoris on a diagram. I'm sure I've heard a story about um, a med student that was trying to insert a catheter into a woman's clitoris. Apparently it happens a lot. Because they're right next to each other. Yeah, well, yeah, you know they're right, yeah. So basically, the point being, there's two points around what what I want to talk about that we should be bothered about. We should be bothered that sexual education in this country is so bad and that there's so many stereotypes about not talking. I think something like... 65%. Yeah, 65% would feel um, awkward or something talking about the vagina. Which I would, because it's such a massive taboo. It's absolute madness. So I guess the fact that sexual education in this country is so bad that that many people, A, don't even know where their vagina is. They wouldn't be able to talk to the doctor about it. And they wouldn't be able to talk to the doctor about it because they're so embarrassed about talking about that area. And number two, um, the thing that we should be bothered about is around... Because related to that is there's no research into why certain females orgasm in different ways. So it's well known that women experience orgasms from different stimuli I guess Mm -hmm. but there's absolutely no understanding I guess around why that would be and there's no research this myth is perpetuated perpetuated that it's difficult to orgasm because you're a woman yeah but actually is it because we've just been taught for the last century and a half more than that how to please men rather than how to please women yeah because we all know how you can get well how you can get the majority of men to orgasm but no one knows how you can get and just because maybe it's slightly more complex but the, the problem is no one's no one's been bothered about it yeah so there was a recent study and i can't remember the the exact figures but it was something around it's this myth that or it was believed that you know women needs to be relaxed and candles and have a bath mm. and all of that stuff really relaxed to then get in the mood 
But actually, it was shown that in a lot of women, and I'm not saying all, because women are a lot mm. more diverse than men, in, in that respect. Sexual, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not just in general. Yeah. <laughs> men just think the same. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in terms of your sexual organs, it, there's a lot more going mm. on, I guess. Um, that actually, the majority of people they tested would actually get in the mood a lot quicker when they've been running around and exercising and all of that stuff. So it just highlights the fact that there's been no research into it and these myths around this is what I do, oh, therefore it must work for them, them, them and them. Exactly. You're, you're sort of putting on what get what what turns a man on. And, yeah. And a lot of men just assume that's what would turn a woman on and that's essentially how a lot of the research has gone because if you think a lot of scientists, you know, 50, 100 years ago would have been men. Yeah. So, yeah. And then what it's perpetuated again by the fact that we don't understand female reproductive systems, really, yeah. um, is that for... So women can have sexual dysfunction. So the fact that they, you know, have a low libido and there's like five or six different types, I think, of the equivalent of erectile dysfunction, etc. But in 2017... In this day of age of equality, there's 26 approved medications for male erectile dysfunction and none for women. Mm, because it's not seen as it. It's, it's seen as women. It's seen don't as want... mental, isn't it, as opposed to physical. But there are physical things that can actually be mm. like a low libido is a thing that you can have. Yeah, but it's because women's uh, sexuality not is not talked about. It's not said that women actually have sexual, and almost it's the crux of a problem of, of loads of other issue, issues. Like why can't women? Why is it different that a man sleeps around and a woman sleeps around? this whole crux of the problem that, that women are seen as not having sort of this sexual liberation, this sexual desires, you know, and can't be pleased very easily. So why would they want well, no, sex well, without well, emotional attachment? Well, if where the clitoris is, how are they going to find pleasure from it? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's that point that, like, women always need to relate, want to be in a relationship to get the best out of sex. Well, actually, no, it's just if a man knows how to please a woman, then they could... You, yeah. You, yeah, if they make the effort to please one woman in, like, in particular... Yeah she's going to have a better time yeah exactly they don't necessarily need to be in a relationship to feel that yeah. sort of although it does it's about the technique it is yeah. as so women, to which is exactly I, the same as men yeah yeah although there is I don't think it's completely it is different for women so there is more above the shoulders but then some, some men also would want to have an emotional connection yeah yeah no but I'm just saying for women to specifically orgasm <clears> there is a lot more stress going. affects it a lot and yeah, yeah. yeah. so there, it, there is a difference so it is men like you know when you say oh people think it's mental it yeah. is yeah. It is mental, um, but think, there's other factors. I think that comes... I mean, this is just... They just have to stick it in something. We have to make space within our bodies for a foreign object. I mean, you have to be fairly comfortable. <laughs> I can see why they thought, like, having a bath or something. You just want to get, you know, comfortable in your own body yeah. to be able to fit something inside. Mm. It's quite, like... There's not a lot of space in yeah. there, and it's a whole big thing. It's, it is just interesting to understand... Well, what's been done... We're now in an age where we would hope that we would be able to talk about... If you, if you search, what's the best way to get a female orgasm? No one would give you an answer. No. If you search the same for a male, that, that's been found out 100 years ago, mate, because... Yeah, it's in Cosmo research. every month. They, they were doing the research, yeah. so... Yeah, Cosmo says you stick a donut on it and nibble it off. <laughs> <laughs> I've not tried it. It sounds unpleasant and sticky. <laughs> what type of donut? Chocolate? Raspberry? Jam. Sprinkles? <laughs> Just Vanilla? That would be bad. <laughs> I think they're going for a ring donut, to be honest. Jam! <laughs> <laughs> Come 
Custard. Oh, oh God. How terrible it happened if you custard had a jam donut. You'd be like, good God. But even custard. You'd yeah, think, that's Strange true. consistency. <laughs> Wrong colour. Smells weird. weird. <laughs> Have you been eating fruit recently? It's really sweet. <laughs> So, essentially, <laughs> the fact is that we should be bothered that research and sexual education in is this country, taboo. given that we're in the day of Valentine's commercialisation, is taboo. And there is still not equality Why can't we talk about men's penises, uh, but saying a woman's vagina is a completely different thing? Yeah. They should be Free equal. the vaginas. Yeah. And the nipples. All that jazz. <laughs> I mean, you're throwing nipples in there. <laughs> Free the nipples, yeah. so... Yeah. yeah. The main headline is we should be bothered that half of people, when <laughs> when asked, couldn't point a vagina on a diagram. I bet they should have done a similar study to vagina say... Vagina owners as well, not even just like... Yeah, the yeah, pop- but yeah. they should have done a similar study of men. How many of them can point to their dick? Or point to their, a dick on a... Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. On a medical yeah. diagram, sorry. I, I would say we should say. be bothered, yeah. Absolutely. We, yeah, we definitely should be bothered about that. Yeah, that so sort of ties into the sort of what if yeah, section. So, so we have a section that is what if. So what if, you know, in a in an ideal world or in a not necessarily our ideal world, not everyone's ideal world. What clearly. if the feminists ruled it? Yeah, or not feminists, just women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what if Bring things on the could, we could it. change anything? What you know? What if? What would happen? So. Uh, yeah. So th- this week. So what? So what if essentially men had periods? What do we think would have happened? Now, I personally think, and obviously this is all conjecture. Conjecture, very good word. Um, People (laughs) compare it to being shot, right? They say, sometimes they say, period pain can be as painful as being shot. People laugh at that. People are like, are you you kidding? And why do we not have medication or some sort of specific drug that is targeted at period pain or periods monthly you know, that can stop that. But yeah. no, it's just seen as a woman's issue. You know, yeah. some, something that our women deal with it. And it's been, you know, recent studies have said that doctors are, are likely to take um, period pain or any sort of women's pain, I think it potentially is just period pain, much less seriously um, than any other type of pain, essentially. And they just sort of, you know... Shrug it off. Shrug it off. I'd give you I've, an ibuprofen and tell you to go yeah. and get a hot water bottle. Or say go on the contraceptive pill. Yeah, one of those I've, two. I've heard of, like, the contraceptive pill or getting pregnant. But in what in what society is it okay to say, I know a solution to period pain, I'll give you hormone treatment, essentially. Yeah. Right, because a pill is a hormonal yeah. change to your hormones, right? Yeah. It stops you producing... Hormones which stop you producing eggs, yeah? yeah. That's, that's how it works. Yeah, it fucks up your hormones. Yeah. <laughs> so, in what world is that okay to say, actually, I'm just going to prescribe you that yeah. without even... <laughs> I'm not even going to question what's wrong. Yeah. I'm just going to give yeah, you Yeah, and it takes, on average, 10 years to get a diagnosis of um, endometriosis, which is what, what can be one of the causes of extreme period pain. And that can cause infertility if it's not treated. And doctors just aren't... You know, they're just saying that's period pain. You know, it's not a specific condition, but there's two specific conditions um, linked to, pe- to really severe period pain, which can cause women to stop their usual activity one for one to three days a month. And that's a serious lack of... If you think about the workforce in the UK, and it's saying that, you know, one in ten, ten women have, have this condition where you get severe period pain, which can stop your activity for one to three day, days a month. That's a huge amount of productivity we're losing. Yeah. Just because a lot of men... In higher positions, can't be bothered to research it and because it doesn't affect the them. Leave. Think of all the sick leave you'd have to take if you've not got a good policy at work. 
Well, this is the other thing. There's, there's a, um, these period policies, which a lot of people, a lot of people say, oh, this is sexist. Why, why are you getting, giving women a day off? But essentially... <laughs> I mean, I don't agree with them. Well, yeah, no, nor did I. But then I read this article about essentially saying that these... Um, as a matter of staff, I've seen women really suffer with their periods and found them doubled over in a lot of pain. And they feel guilty and ashamed of taking time off and sit, in that, sit at the desk in silence and want to acknowledge it. So essentially, they're saying that it's only for women who have these serious, really bad pains that would take it off. And it's just... As a safety net. As a safety net, yeah. It's not that normal, you know, women... Yeah, but it would, it would be abused. I just don't see... I don't... I don't see it because it, why could you not just take it a sick day a sick day what if you've not got good I've not got good sick leave yeah I can I but, but, okay going back to out. the what if so the point is that right so it's now getting to the point where it's impacting the workforce surely they just need to do some more research about how well, no, we exactly. target and why can we that's why not, can we not a solution give... it's putting a plaster on no that's, that's true. not yeah. it's not the source of the problem is it yeah, yeah. It's, it's we need better diagnosis and we, and we need also proper painkillers for yeah, period pain if you, you might not be at work but still yeah pain at exactly <laughs> but it's alright because no one can see yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, and and it's sort of part of this whole whole thing about recently where I was reading about um, this is necessary it's not necessarily sexism because um, research into drugs um, is much easier to see the effect of the drug on male sort of if you sort of say first phase clinical trials on sort of male animals or male subjects uh, because you don't have things like menopause or hormones or pregnancy to deal with so you can see the effect of your drug more clearly um but i mean i didn't realize that it's only in 2016 that they passed a law saying that all clinical trials should involve women or sex even as a as a variable gender as a variable to test previous to that you had things um such as some um, sleeping pill drugs in the US, which were rolled out. They were only tested on men. So the women who took them, um, a lot of the, the, the drug was still left in their system in the morning um, because they, their metabolism was different. Um, so only 3% of men had that left in their system in the morning after eight hours. Women, 10 to 15%, which is a huge amount. And a lot of these women were sort of getting up, going about their normal routines, you know, and, and falling asleep or it affecting their usual activity. And, you know, for example, driving into post boxes and things like that and causing serious harm to themselves. Or because we didn't look into, you know, male... Sorry, female effects of of the drug. The other issue with not looking at um, gender as as a variable in these early phase trials, because in 2014 you could test drugs um, in phase three, the initial laws were put in to prevent harm to sort of um, fertile women in terms of their infertility and pregnancy so th- the intention was good but these sort of side effects are that you produce a drug and you only test it on men or the male gender in your phase one trials it means that anything which is bad for men but potentially good for women would not get through so advances for things that are specifically for women would never get through it's only 2016 that we can start looking at these sorts of drugs which maybe we'll, we'll see in the future coming through things for you know period pain and things like that where potentially there's really bad side effects for men but not for women because of different estrogen and things like that um so that's something worth thinking about so what if in a in a future that's been tackled in 20 years and actually you just have a pill that pretty much say 70 percent of the population take because they love it a bit like the contraceptive pill but less of the side effects and you can get pregnant on it you just take a pill every month 
and it means your periods are reduced to a bit of spotting or whatever. And or you just you don't have the pain. You don't have the pain, you don't have the mood swings, which yeah. is the two probably key things that affect your work-life balance. Yeah. Would that mean that maybe jokes about women on their periods would reduce? Probably, because you could say, you know I'm hilarious? the same as a man now. You know what's hilarious about those jokes, though? At the, at the PMT stage of a woman's cycle, it's not that she's becoming more, like, irrational or whatever, in inverted commas. She's, it's her testosterone increasing. She's becoming more like a man. So when they say, oh, she's, she's being so hormonal, no, she's being slightly more like a man than more she was before. More aggressive, yeah, I'm getting yeah. more irritated, so more it's not, it's not crazy women, it's women acting like men very slightly for a little bit of the time. Now that gives you pause for thought, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. just saying. <laughs> right, so, and after all of that feminist talk... Onto the feminazi. Onto feminazi, which... I'm going to let Bathan and Harriet do this because Harriet is recently engaged and Bathan's married and they've both... Or Bathan's had a Hindu. I have plan it. <laughs> it's very good. And Harriet will, I think, be having a Hindu. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't talked much about marriage in our, in our love In our love one, yeah. Because it's not, it's not really to do with that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, feminazi fail. So, we have read a recent article in The Guardian, as is the way. Um, Suzanne Moore has written that Hindus are a deeply sad and conservative tradition, like marriage itself. So she said, Hindus are where you try and, in inverted commas, try to celebrate your sexual freedom just before you commit to losing it by sleeping with the same person until you are dead. I mean, great you marriage that, there. Even that strap. So why is it saying tra- marriage is what traditional and conservative? Yeah, I mean, I surely there's modern versions of marriage. The first thing I disagree <laughs> with there feminism. is that. I don't necessarily celebrate my sexual freedom by, by like on my hen. Like I wouldn't celebrate that. That doesn't. No, I... <laughs> celebrating that is having sex with my partner when I want to. That's what sexual freedom is. Yeah, it's not having sex with random partners. Yeah, all yeah, the time. exactly. And that's that's the first absolute error in right. our yeah. house. Yeah. The fact that you have defined, not even defined sexual freedom, but you've just assumed that everyone believes sexual freedom is the same as your point of view, which is. Have sex with whoever you like. Whenever you like. Whenever whoever you like. Which is essentially what we've grown up with in a patriarchal society where it assumes very highly testosterone-loaded men who want to have sex with everyone. Yeah. It's the be-all and end-all when A, not all men want that, and B, definitely not all women want that. Yeah. But then also, I am having sex with whoever I want whenever I want. Yeah. yeah. It's, with, it's with one person <laughs> that I, I quite like him. I don't want any other ones. So I'm celebrating my sexual freedom very nicely, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't, like, that wouldn't be sexual freedom having sex with anyone else. That would just be unpleasant and not very nice. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Stop it. I don't, it's not making me do stuff. I'm feeling, <laughs> feeling bad about it for expressing my sexual freedom. Yeah, this is my sexual freedom. Yeah. Anyway, so basically she goes on to um, explain how she's seen Hindus out and about, you know, Broad Street on a Saturday yeah. night. We've all seen it. Sometimes it's a bit tacky. You always think, oh, God, I hope they don't come near us or whatever. Yeah. They're loud and obnoxious. So are most drunk people. I'm not going to lie. Groups of people on a night out, kind of Especially tedious. 15 to 20 people. Yeah, unless it's your own group of people. <laughs> everybody else drunk is tedious, and you don't want to spend time with them, and they look sad from the distance. So does everybody else. It's not about celebrating your freedom before you're tied to somebody forever, and it's like... Her the whole perception of, of, like marriage is so odd. I don't know where it's come from. 
Because it's definitely not rooted in any sort of realistic relationship. And also, I think in that article, she mentions how it's about um, your sexual freedom and that you can have sex for that one last time before you... But women aren't... That's not what the hen do is about for women. Yeah. It's not about having sex. Mm. And yet, for a stag do, they will have sex with Mm. other people. And I was like, what age are we living in now? Because any stag do that I'm aware of... You know, they've not gone and slept with a couple of women before they get married. Exactly. That's what she says. I'm sure she does. What she says is, yes, I'm here to be the bad fairy, the full feminist killjoy. I'm just going to say right here, that's not feminist. That's just a dick. Partly (laughs) because... Yeah. Yeah. All of this surrender to the marriage industry that has boomed in my lifetime. Not marriage itself, of course, which is as precarious as ever. I don't know what that means. Um, The faff around the special day. Okay. So Hindus didn't really start till the mid-80s and got going in the 90s. And that's when feminism became devalued, apparently. So now it simply means doing what some men can do. Men have stags, so we can have hens. So she's just saying it's kind of trying to... Match. Match. Yeah, but she talks about, like... Oh, where is it now? It's about the stags then actually being able to do what they want and we're not actually allowed to do what we want. Yeah, okay, here it is. So like many things sold to women as essential, hen or bachelorette parties were presented as a kind of equality. He has a stag do, drinking strippers, possibly actual sex. In what universe is that okay? That's not yeah. okay. Mm. Um, you can do the same. Girls just want to have fun and you don't have the actual sex. No. No one should have the actual sex. <laughs> yeah. Unless you've got a relationship that allows that. Yeah. Don't do that. It's a dick thing to do. So she says, oh yeah, have a gay guy serving you sparkling wine in the buff because you're worth it. Have vibrators wobbling on the tables and games We talk about how you first did it. Try and celebrate your sexual freedom just before you commit to losing it by sleeping with the same person until you're dead. Yeah, absolutely disagree with that. That's what gives feminism a bad name. Yeah, I mean, who, who, thinks, who thinks that men going on stag do's are having sex? And <laughs> Some of them might be, but... Not the ones I, I know. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone thinks that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think everyone appreciates that it might happen, but it's just as bad as, like, anybody cheating on someone. It's not okay. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's an open relationship and it's been spoken about. Yeah, and everyone, exactly. all parties are involved and engaged and aware. It's not cool. Just don't do it. I'm like, she clearly hates marriage as well. Like, yeah. The old ball and chain. <laughs> but I don't understand where this perception of marriage comes from because it's well, always... Well, the initial... From it comes from people's own perception of what marriage has to be or what weddings have to be. And it's like, but, you have so much control over that yourself. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, the initial marriage, religion, type, dowry, things, paying for essentially yeah. the bride, that's where the, the sexist part of marriage comes in. But that's not but that's modern not, marriage. That's not any and that's, of that's our what experiences of marriage. Feminism can make marriage just into equal partners yeah. within law. Which is what we... Yeah, no, exactly, but I'm just saying that that's where her, her viewpoint... So when she's not sort of updating her viewpoint to where a lot of modern women are at, I she's would say. She's just watching modern culture but not updating her opinions of anything or her ability to understand that you can you can do what you want. No one's forcing you to do You anything. can pluck your eyebrows, you can shave your legs. Yeah, yeah, you can... You can burn your bra if you like. Yeah, yeah. that's nobody, the whole point. Nobody gives and a shit. And men can do the same. Yeah, like, you can go on a stag do and, and that's fine. And to be honest, loads of stagdos have... Do females on yeah yeah exactly and vice versa exactly it's not it's not a, a farewell tour it's mm. it's a celebration of what you're going to do that yeah. next and this is this I mean, is people, let's people, face people it, like that ultimately it's just an excuse for a party exactly yeah. but it's really like you're just saying killjoys on, on hen parties and then you start extrapolating this and you sort of devalue the core message of a sort of 
feminist agenda is essentially equality for all in terms of workplace yeah. and everything else and, and that should benefit men as well just banning hen parties is not going to no. benefit men as well or in terms of stereotypes I mean, it's just a fun party with the people that you're going to have at the wedding and yeah I, t- I don't understand how anyone can have a problem with that yeah, why should I? Yeah, I think it's a it's a straw man argument. She's built up this this perception of what hen parties and stag do's are based on random things she's probably seen in films or whatever that she doesn't like know any of the background of, and that's just a straw man. It doesn't exist. It's only there for you to tear yeah. apart. So I agree. I agree. It's a feminazi fail. Good one, Suzanne Moore. You dickhead. <laughs> Uh, and I believe wow. that could, yeah. <laughs> it's not a fight between ourselves. <laughs> Let's build each other up, ladies. No, I disagree with you fundamentally. Please educate uh, yourself. Or educate us. Well, oh, yeah, if we've got it wrong, please explain why yeah. we are. Yeah. Please let us know. Um, and that, I believe, concludes. The rational feminists and gross and ovaries. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gross and ovaries and learn where they are. And yeah, where they, they are. are. That's so true. <laughs> um, and next month we'll be talking about babies, mainly because we've lost weight, we've found the love of our lives. Now it's time to get pregos. <laughs> exactly. Um, and hopefully the clocks will have sprung forward. Yeah, so uh, join us next week for... Next month. Next month for babies. Yeah, more chat. I mean, general chat around... Uh, Baby time. Current issues. Okay, so we are the Rational Feminists. Thanks for living to, listening to our podcast. For more information and for previous episodes and for updates, you can find us on Twitter at the Rational Fems. You can find us on Facebook at the Rational Feminists, and you can also drop us an email should you wish. Um, and we are the Rational Feminists at gmail.com. Bye for now. <laughs> um, we're also part of the um, collective. There's a podcast for that. Um, which also has um, real film movie reviews, um, Pixel Perfect podcast, and the Fortnightly Forum. Um, so give those a check out as well. Um, you can find links to them on all our pages. Mm.